0: hello 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 welcome everyone we are i don't even know what episode this is but we've been told by some people to not mention what episode we're on so episode question mark here we are we've been uh, doing this quite a while right Sagar?
1: we're out here we're out here where
0: we're out here
1: quite some time but still not good at it so still not
0: good at it okay with that play the music we suck let's go <laughs> During the music, I did the math. This is episode six. Suck on that.
2: (laughs) Media team will not be happy. Wait, why is it a bad idea to say the number? Well,
0: in case we want to flip-flop episodes around, move things, but we're committed now. This is episode six. I'm calling it. Oh, I see. Here we are. We're going to talk about travel. So we're going to talk about travel related to change. We're going to bring in Manav. Manav, I think, lives on a plane. He probably has taken more vacations than I know, done more trips, (laughs) done more excursions. So I thought he'd be the right guy to bring in. Um, Yeah. So we'll let Manav introduce himself when we get to him. But we're going to do our thing and go around the horn. Everyone tells us what they're drinking, tell us something about going on in life. Sagar, what's up?
1: Uh, my favorite favorite part of the week is to nerd out on Zane uh, <laughs> but to start off my drink for the week uh, got some apple cider apple so for cider. a whole two days we got fall in Texas mm. it was sub 70 degrees and uh, this is me pouring one out because it's already hot again 80 degrees.
0: Is it really? Yeah,
1: kind of sucks but I, I there's something about fall that just like I need some apple cider we went to some friend's house and they like, Spiced it up with stuff too i was just really feeling it so we went out and got some so mm. here i am apple cider warm
0: warm cold
1: no nah, this one's cold this one's cold bet it's too hot for that uh my my fun fact for the week we're we're switching usually it's like economics markets real estate mm. this one i feel like zane you'll appreciate because uh it's related to the environment so hell yeah of the 51 million tons of plastic waste Oof. u.s households produced in 2021 what percent do you think were recycled?
0: Oh my God. Okay, 51 million tons doesn't matter about volume. We just want to know percentage, right?
1: I guess, yeah. Or if you want to give a number, I'll do the math for you. It's not that hard.
0: Nah, that, okay. It's not that much big brain. We're small brain over we're here. Small brain. Um, I'm going to say nationwide. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> this is a green piece. I'll say 12. Okay, 12%. 12%. Not bad, honestly. have any guesses? Okay.
2: Uh, I'll say like 20. I'll go over. You guys are.
1: Optimus yeah five percent five percent five percent
0: five percent oh man that hurts it's sad you know what do you do with your recycling like don't you put it in a bag and then and then discard it in a bag no
1: that's what I do I mean we have like recycling bins
0: that's that's what I do okay well here I'm in a building and I usually put it in a bag and then I throw the bag away in the recycling bin Recently, someone put an enormous sign on the recycling bin that said no bags. So now I'm supposed to carry shit down one by one, one gallon a jug, one gallon a jug, <laughs> over and over, one can of Dr. Coke, like, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, That's, that's such so a ridiculous. first world problem. Can you just take a second to reflect? Okay,
0: fine. Listen, why can't we recycle bags? We should be able to solve this problem. Or just
1: have a reusable bag that you use to transport your recyclables.
2: Maybe it's time to finally get a recycle bin.
1: oh that's big brain for real though oh my god anyways that was a really sad fact of the week all
2: right Manav, hit us i'm manov so i play this game called valorant Mm. gaming is my sort of my escape nice and man i had a really good day a couple nights ago probably my best gaming session (laughs) and uh i've actually been watching like highlights of myself (laughs) that (laughs) night
1: oh my god That is not where I thought that would go.
2: Like multiple times a day. And man, it's 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 really carrying my week because Zan and I uh, we know how much we hit our jobs. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, that's been good. It's been a good week.
0: Oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I love the fact that you can, that's some self-love right
1: there. Yeah. Right? When you can yeah. watch
0: your own highlights and appreciate it. Um. Not
1: just once though, like multiple times a day. Respect. A day,
2: yeah, multiple Respect. times a day. And I feel good every time I looked at that and I'm like, I'm like, I kind of wish I had a social media presence so I could post about this.
0: Hey, now's the time, get it. All right, I'll go. So in line with our general, you know, thought process, I always complain. So here we go. you ready for another complaint session.
1: Um, Hit us.
0: So my sister's getting married in January. Shout out, Maria, congratulations. Uh, I need Indian clothes. And I'm in Seattle, so I'm like, how do I make this happen? So I got some shift from India, and they were supposed to come altered. I went out and got all my measurements taken. Chest, shoulders, legs, thighs, blah, blah, blah. I got enormous legs. It's a problem. Nothing ever fits. (laughs) So I had to give them measurements, had to give them measurements. And this thing arrives, and it's not been altered. It's like off-the-rack standard. So I'm like, okay, fine. This isn't the worst problem in the world. At least the clothes are here. I will go out, find a tailor, and get it altered. Now, I wonder if you guys have ever been in this situation. But I walk into the tailor, all, you know, like bushy tailed, ready to go. I'm really excited to get my clothes tailored. And I didn't like ask about anything up front. I just go in, and he starts taking up my measurements. I tell him what's wrong with the piece, and he's helping me out. Um, and then I get to the register. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the homie quotes me an insane amount of money. So much that I'm ashamed and will not give you the dollar figure on pod. This is one of those things that's off pod, like my screen time, that I refuse to publicize. Shout out to the people who were listening to a few episodes ago we talked about screen time. But I will not publicize how much I spent to get this altered because it's insane. But have you ever had that Wait, happen? Wait, pause. Pause. You...
1: You you went for it? I went and you for you it! heard that number? they are like, the give number. me some of that. I heard
0: the number, and I was like, I can't walk oh away now. He God. has my clothes. I can't ask for him back and be like, give me it back. He has the clothes. He, we agreed to the alteration, and now he wants the money. And the money was a lot. It was a lot.
2: Damn. Just show up to the wedding in Lulu.
0: I guess so. It would have been a smarter way. It would have been much more cost-effective. <laughs> but... That was embarrassing. It was just, I can't walk away. I have to spend the money. That's the least
1: brown thing you've done.
0: It is the least brown. I did not argue. I just took it.
1: Our ancestors are ashamed.
0: I was like, yes, sir. Here's my credit card. Oh my God. Ugh. It hurts still. It's been a, it's been a minute, and it still hurts that I spent that money. You got scammed. Big yikes! Big scam! Big yikes!
2: You think you got scammed, or is it just Taylor's just expensive, and you had no idea?
0: I, I think I went to a really good tailor. Who knows? Mm. He's worth it, and I bet there was probably some room for negotiation, and I didn't even try. Was he was he brown? He was not. He was a he was a normal non brown man.
1: You did this so wrong. <laughs> I did this so wrong. <laughs>
0: But I, I'm glad I shared it. It's, uh, it's out in the world now. Everyone can know what I did. Um, with that, <laughs> oh let's talk about travel. Okay. Uh, so this week's topic related to change is travel. And so let's, let's talk about our hot take, which is should people or should people not travel inside their comfort zone, right? So how do we feel about when we take long trips? What should you be doing? Should you be branching out, go outside your comfort zone, try new things, or do you know what you want? And should you go after what you want because it's familiar and nice and cushy? Um, Sagar, let's hear from you.
1: I'll take a side for the sake of the take. And say you should definitely be traveling outside your comfort zone. Okay. And I think there's some like tangible benefits, like not to get too prescriptive about this. But to me, Mm. one of the biggest things I've gotten from travel, like outside of food, like culture, experience is like getting to learn new things without the ability to leave your bubble. Like there's no way for you to broaden your perspective. I think it develops you emotionally emotionally intellectually it could be physically if you go do something like nature or physical related so i feel like there's like only so much growth you can achieve if you stay in your geography yet yeah, like you have to experience something new and there must be some study about this to me the most closed-minded people probably have traveled the least like i wouldn't be I wouldn't be, I don't think I'm doing like making a hot take. Is that the hot take?
2: Uh, Maybe. I think that's, I think that's the hot take of the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Close minded people, don't travel.
1: I think there's a correlation there. I'll just say it. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a no brainer. Obviously, if you have the means and like no one's saying, you know, you grow up in rural wherever that you need to be going to like the Netherlands. Mm. Like drive a few hours. The
0: Netherlands are exotic. I don't know. That's
1: the first thing I could think of. I was reading an article earlier. There's, by the way, there's like a whole, maybe this is a different podcast, but the weed laws in the Netherlands are quite obscure. Uh, (laughs) I went down a pigeonhole today. We can talk about that later.
0: Maybe we will. So yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think this one to me is kind of obvious. Definitely step outside your comfort zone. Okay. I'm hoping you have a different take because I'd like to brought in my perspective oh yeah okay we'll get there
0: yeah. i mean no you know sure, no sure. spoilers but i think i think we're gonna have some conflict here okay <laughs> right.
1: i'm here for it manov
2: yeah i i think similar to Sagar, i <laughs> but i don't know if the listeners know this but Zen told me about this topic a few days ago, and uh, immediately I was like, "This is just a dumb question."
0: Hell yeah! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Leave it to say. Uh Yeah, I don't. I I've done both, and I think I've enjoyed both, and I think they both have their own place. In terms of growth, I agree with Sagar. If that's mm-hmm. your goal, I feel like if your goal is to like expand your horizons and like really push yourself and you're trying to accomplish something out of this trip. I think you kind of have to go out of your comfort zone, but man, a lot of times I've, especially now, especially now that I only get like a week or two weeks for me, vacations are more of an escape than they are meant to be sort of a journey mm. or an adventure. And when I'm, if I'm just trying to escape, I want it to be as smooth, as seamless and as like comfortable as possible. Mm. So I don't know, I've done my fair share of like uncomfortable travel, but I think it really just depends on what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, so kind of talk us through some of the things you've done. I feel like you've done a ton compared to some of the people I know who claim to be uh, those with the travel bug. Like I think you've backpacked and done like months at a time of traveling and you stayed in hostels, et cetera. I'm not gonna steal your thunder, but what are some of the things that you've done and seen that were outside of your comfort zone that you enjoyed that could only have been experienced by, you know, branching out? And then what is the warm, fuzzy feeling that you get when you do something that's familiar?
2: Yeah. So I'll take it all the way back. I think for me, my first time traveling by myself was right after high school. And I think a primary motivation for me was trying to escape from the guarded, closed, sheltered upbringing that I had. Ooh. Um, I grew up in the UAE in a very small town, fairly traditional conservative family. And it was a sort of an inherent desire for me to like explore more. Mm. And I don't know why, but for some reason, like, travel was the one way that like really spoke to me. And I think the biggest reason for that became apparent to me like many years later after many trips Mm. um but yeah it was a lot of solo travels at first i went to india after high school that was a little bit more familiar to me because i used to go there in the summers with my family so and i speak the language as well so it wasn't too foreign of an experience but the summer after my sophomore years i went to the netherlands actually (laughs) uh oh that wasn't even
1: planned yeah
2: Summer after sophomore year, I went to the Netherlands by myself. And this was also like sort of on a whim, just decided to solo travel, uh, plan to go to the Netherlands and then Spain. And this was my second time doing solo travel. So I I felt like I had reason to be pretty confident. I wasn't super nervous leading up to the trip, but I very distinctly remember as soon as I got off the airport in the Netherlands, uh, it was like a huge wave of anxiety that I had never experienced before.
1: It, like, hit you. it hit yeah. me
2: all at once where like I was by myself. I was 19 probably at the time in this country where I didn't speak the language. I didn't know a single person, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. And what I think really hit it like compounded it all was I didn't research it. Like I didn't know, I didn't know how to get from my airport to a hostel. And I never even stayed in a hostel before that. I don't even know what a hostel was going to be like. And I've always like, told myself that I can can kind of figure it out. And so I like got off the airport. I tried to look at instructions. The instructions were in Dutch. You so can figure it out. Uh, talked to a few people. Um, they were like remotely helpful. They'd like point me in directions, but then I'd go there and they get stuck again. And like the fact that I wasn't able to immediately figure it out, come, like along with everything else, it like really messed me up. And so like that was a, a, a really rough experience. But to Sagar's point, I think, I mean, I got through it. Right. Like I figured it out. I, I, I made my way to the hostel by myself. Wow. Took me like an hour and a half. Could have been a 15 minute gap. Right. That's another thing. Right. I could have just paid for a gap, but you know, got to represent the culture. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> uh, awesome. I was also broke, broke college student, but uh, yeah. I mean, I got through it. I, I made it just fine. And I think that is the core of one of, one of the biggest takeaways and benefits from all the solo travel that I've done is that it really like, like fundamentally I strongly believe that regardless of what situation I'm, I'll be in, I know I'll figure it out and I know I'll be fine. And I know I, and I know it'll work out one way or another. I feel like sure I've been through enough of these situations by myself mm. and figured it out. It's not, it's never elegant. It's never a smooth landing. Like
1: you gotta struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm super messy. I forget shit. I've, missed buses i've missed planes you know i've i've had my fair share of experience but like that's another thing right like once you've missed your airplanes once you've lost your passport once you've been through all that and it, it it proves to you that you know you did that and you were fine the worst case is really not that bad like so much of our decisioning is based on fear and once you've experienced that that fear is is less scary uh, sort of went on a soapbox but um
0: no no i hear you
2: But um, I think going back to, like, why I was so drawn to travel, I learned many years after many trips. I can't remember what it was. I think I was in in Copenhagen just walking by myself. And I realized that some of my favorite parts to travel is my first day ever in a new city walking around by myself. Uh, And the thing I loved about it is this feeling of anonymity. Mm. And, And the anonymity was powerful because, you know, you sort of grow up, under certain perspectives, opinions, values that are fed to you by parents, society, like you are really sort of groomed your whole life. And the feeling of being an anonymous person in a city where nobody knows me in a completely unfamiliar environment, to me feels like a blank slate. And to me feels like, okay, nobody knows who I am. Nobody has these preconceived notions of who I am. And so now I can start from scratch and sort of define who the person I am and who I wanna be. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Sagar, have you ever solo traveled uh, by yourself? No. You have not? No, I haven't. How how do you feel about it?
1: Would you ever do it? No, no. That's an anxiety I can't handle. (laughs) Oh, man. I've thought about it. I thought, I honestly, so I traveled a bunch with my parents when I was younger. And then similar to you, my first travel experience was post-college without my parents. I did small stuff in the States, but that was my first international trip. And I planned that thing to uh, a T. Mm. There was not one second of doubt, oh, one man. meal missing, one bed <laughs> displaced. I knew where I was going to be every single moment of every single second of that whole trip. Nice. and
0: Did you make like an hour by hour schedule?
1: Oh, 100%. It's color coded. Oh.
0: I, well,
1: I went in it. Every ticket, everything that I wanted to go to, everywhere I needed to get was all prepaid, pre-planned, all premeditated. So mm-hmm. when Mana was talking about like the struggle to get from <laughs> <laughs> like that is step negative one for me. I need to like know how I'm going <laughs> somewhere. So I-, I respect the hell out of people who can do it. I think it takes a special kind of personality to be able to do that. And that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you, Mana. What's your strategy? Do you like try to find other like nomads or... Are you pretty content just like rocking a trip by yourself?
2: No, I have to find. You have to find. That's what I think.
1: That's what I see, at least.
2: You could not. Like, I don't think anybody would survive by themselves. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, I think I personally liked a bit of both. And so uh, right after college, I did like a five-month yeah. uh, trip uh, around Southeast Asia. And, you know, some of my Five best, months. Yeah.
0: Five months is a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a long time.
0: Yeah,
1: one of the few places you could stretch a dollar though in oh week. yeah yeah,
2: a yeah great place to be yep, yep i've stayed in hostels for like a dollar a night oh my god that's um, awesome i yeah. like, i've also gotten bed bugs a few times There's, oh
0: no it's, it's not pretty
2: it's it's not pretty oh but,
0: man <laughs> that just triggered me <laughs> yeah. i uh I've, I've never even, the longest trip I've ever taken was in between school and moving to Seattle. And I traveled for about like a month. And by the end of the month, like even the last week, I was just begging for my own bed. I just, I was not having it. I couldn't do it for that long, not having my bed and my mattress and my my space. That doesn't mean I don't like traveling, don't get me wrong. But for me, it felt like a month was killing me and you've done five times that that's crazy i mean
2: travel is tiring dude and i feel i feel like especially the older we like i get at least Mm. i crave that comfort of home and like even after Uh, like a week or two weeks outside like you're having a great time but the bed doesn't doesn't feel the same as your bed at home
0: it does not it does not (laughs) all right well i'll give my take let's hear it so both of you guys seem to have been on similar pages I'll make an argument for traveling in your comfort zone. I think caveat, in order for you to find things that you're comfortable with, you do have to branch out a little bit and experiment and find out what your interests are. And people do that in different ways, right? Like you can go out and experience something with friends who have done it before, which can be a comfort zone and feel safe, right? That like, Hey, someone has done this before. We're not about to get shanked. Or you can like read up on it or watch a tutorial or, take some lessons about what you're doing or I don't know, pull a soccer and, you know, schedule every hour of your tra- your tra- vacation. But there's ways to manage that uncertainty. And I think that is a comfort zone, right? Managing that uncertainty and making sure you feel like you're doing something that isn't too risky. So like an example, I went to Italy last December and we were in Naples. And we needed to get to this main street in Naples where they have all the pizza shops. I don't know what it's called, but it's like hectic and crazy. And it's this market and it's vibrant and lively and wild. But in order to get there, Google Maps was telling us to go like a couple blocks down, then a couple blocks across, and then you get to this street. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. I see a street that cuts directly from where we are to that main market. And I'm like, why wouldn't we do that? Like, it's going to be much faster. <laughs> and so I was like, let's branch out of my comfort zone and go down this street. So it is me <laughs> and five of my friends. And so the six of us are going down and I'm map void. They put me in charge of, you know, Big the directions, which that, you know, right and privilege was quickly, quickly stripped from me after this experience. Big mistake. But we go down the street and it's very much residential, but this is not a nice residential area. And we were passing by shady thing after shady thing after shady thing. It looked like drug deals happening or people who were trying to shank us and you know maybe a car was getting robbed and like cars zooming in and out of this tiny street really fast. And there was pin drop silence. Everyone was extremely silent as we were walking down the street to get to the market. As soon as we got there, there is just this sigh of relief.
1: They're like, never again. And so
0: it was terrible. It was like the worst 15 minutes of this two week trip that we took. And it's because we decided we wanted to branch out of that comfort zone of Google maps <laughs> like tourists. Um, so yeah, I think there's give and take. You gotta branch out. I would have never fallen in love with snowboarding if I never took that first vacation. But then after that, I think I have found a comfort zone and I know how to operate on trips and I execute the same way that's comfortable. Um, so would I use Google Maps the next time <laughs> I'm in Italy? Yeah, probably.
1: Are you, probably. Zane, are you like, a, where do you fall on the spectrum of like micro-managed planner to, I'm just going to, Yeah, Yeah.
0: I guess we never asked Manav either, but I guess for me, I like to have a hit list. And so I want to land in the country and know the things I want to do, but I don't need to know when I'm going to do them and how long I'm going to do them and like in what order, but I know that I want to get these things done. Whether it's right, wrong, there's better things out there, or if I'm making a bad decision by not going, by, by going there instead of something else. Like those are the things I want to hit and I'm going to get them done. Madam, where are you
1: these days?
2: Uh, I think I've definitely changed over time, but Mm. now I like to have a bit more of a plan. Mm. And I think that's driven by like, I just take shorter trips. If I'm only going to be there for a week, that better be, you know, if this is one week in Amsterdam, like this has to be like the best week in Amsterdam. I got to hit all the spots. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a lot more, I'll plan out, uh, a lot more than I, than I, than I would in the past
1: there. I mean, there clearly is like some happy medium because I, I'm not like that huge a micro planner anymore, at least not as much as I used to be. Yeah. And I think what's had to come with that is like, yeah. I'm just okay. Not seeing everything. Ooh. I used to be like you, right? Where I'm like, oh man, oh, I read this article. I read this magazine thing. I need to hit all 15 things in three days. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm content with the four best things and I, I want to build in time. Like, you know how you had your moment just like walking in the city by yourself in Copenhagen? Mm-hmm. Like I had a similar experience like sitting in a plaza, like having a coffee. And like to me, that moment was like such a like a light switch for me. I'm like, I need that everywhere I go. I just want to be like sitting somewhere with a nice beverage, like people watching. And so... That's a trade-off that I've now like come to just accept. I'm just not going to see it all. Or like if it's something I really need to go, like hopefully I can go back. But you kind of have to like cut your losses sometimes. Which is not the way I traveled as a child. My parents were definitely that family that was like, let's see every single thing, tennis <laughs> this tour, we have to go. Uh, so it's, it's been a transition.
2: I think you kind of have to come to that conclusion, though. Yeah. I feel like it, if, you're, if you're not that person... You will either spoil your trip or spoil everybody else's trip. Yeah. Like, that's definitely not an energy anybody wants to be around. No one wants that. (laughs) Yeah. No one wants that. Where else
1: did you hit in Southeast Asia?
2: Um, I started in Thailand, then Myanmar, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, and then the Philippines.
1: Oh, yeah. So you really, you hit everything. Yeah. I
2: mean, five months is a long time. (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, you do you got you got time
2: yeah
0: so question for us then before we start wrapping up how do you guys see yourself traveling in the future right like we're getting old we (laughs) talked about hitting dirty 30 last episode um what did i say breaching oh god why come on (laughs) what a terrible word so we're breaching 30 (laughs) and uh how do you see you guys traveling in the future do you think things are going to change? Do you think your priorities are going to change? Are you going to approach it differently? Do something new? What do you think, Sagar? Um, no,
1: I. you know, honestly, at least for the foreseeable future, I feel like I've found my operating rhythm. Mm. Like I've, I've transitioned to like wanting to see less, have some more relaxing time, which was never the case. Um, but I, what I think is going to change... I, I wish that I had squeezed in more like friends trips earlier. I feel like we're now about to turn thirty, everyone's getting married. You'll get to do like some couples trips and stuff, but then kids are gonna start popping in. Like one of my best friends is having a kid. Like oh, you can't like say, Let's go to Cabo and then like with the one year old, right? Like that's not gonna happen. Or
0: I don't know, or maybe. Maybe. Maybe,
1: I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I talked to someone and they're like, Yeah, just hire a nanny while you're on your trip. And I was like, Okay, sure. Let me just budget for that um <laughs> yeah so i think like cadence is gonna slow down i think like it's definitely gonna compartmentalize like certain trips with certain people or like certain events constitute a trip versus like i feel like pre-covid and like right out of college like we were just mm. our my life was in between trips and that's just no longer the case i guess it's the best way to put it
0: what do you think man things gonna change for you
2: yeah, I think already like for me right now vacations are very much an escape. I need to like do less and just relax. So I'm all about like the Cabo, the beach vacations, uh resort, all inclusive, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> negative cognitive effort is is where my head is at right now. I feel that. Nice. But I'd like to take another good 3 to 6 month solo trip. Uh at some point in the future. Hmm. I, hope I, I hope I'm I i hope not past that.
1: Yeah. Zane, what
0: about you? Yeah, I think they're just gonna be less frequent. What I found is slowing down, uh, you know, I'm gonna be taking fewer of them and you kind of have to make calls and compromises along the way. Like when I traveled for a month earlier this year, I considered going somewhere international and doing this big trip But then I knew I'd have to like pick and choose who I could go with. Um, So instead, I decided, you know, I'm just going to couch surf and I'm going to go see all the people I want to see rather than having to pick who's available and when. Because if your social circle is slowing down, you slow down, right? And I feel like people are beginning to travel less. So I I expect to travel less, but to maybe do it bougier and bigger and fancier. And I want more wagyu. Just say it. Just say expensive. Just say expensive. <laughs> I want more. Stop coming up with all these sentences. I synonyms. want more wagyu. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. But but we'll see. Time will tell.
1: Can I can I throw in a quick audible before we move to our philosophical question? Do it. Just because it's it's about traveling and it's just the most basic question, but I have to ask it. Mm. Where's everyone's favorite place they've been to? Favorite place for the listeners. Where would you suggest if they haven't gone, they should go?
0: Favorite place. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Split and Dubrovnik. I went to Croatia. Maybe I'm fond of those memories because uh, I went with my sisters and it was the first international trip we took together. So it was really fun. So, I mean, when you're close with your siblings, it's always a good time. But Croatia was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Like, beautiful skies, beautiful nature. People are super friendly. Food was interesting. You're by the coast. Beaches are beautiful. At the time, Game of Thrones was a hype, so there was that angle. Um,
2: I'm surprised it took you like to get to the sixty seconds, right? Right.
0: But I hear Yacht (laughs) Week is lit, so maybe I go back and do Yacht Week because we talked about bougie Wagyu style (laughs) vacations. But I went minus Yacht Week. Croatia was lit.
2: Uh, I'd say Philippines was uh, an amazing destination that i didn't expect it to be as good as it was Mm. um i went there instead of going to the southern the thai islands because i met someone who was taking surfing lessons in the philippines so i joined her and it is probably one of the most beautiful countries i've been to especially if you like beaches and water some of the best reefs and you know um and not very touristy unlike thailand um, yeah, Philippines is mm. very highly recommend. That's a good answer.
1: Um, mine's kind of uh, similar to Zane. I think I took a trip with uh, two of my closest friends with my fiance, Sonia, to Australia. Mm. And I had gone as a kid, but it just was like pretty different going as an adult. And like, I was just surprised by the weather, the diversity in landscape. You could be in the water and the mountains i went scuba diving for the first time got to see the reef there are just so many unique experiences and it's so big and it's just like a different it's just they're a little different it's it's histories like <laughs> they're the origins different are, yeah so it's just like it was unique but close enough right you you still have english as a fail safe so i feel like it's a good uh i don't know it's a good mix so that was be my suggestion
2: i will say uh Australians are the wildest, the partiers, yes. parties, yes. party people I've yeah. ever met. Wildest, uh, oh, yeah. Man. I I like, heard that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I I've never been able to hang, uh, not once. Not even even the like smallest, skinniest Australian dude will just like put it back. Yeah, yeah, dude. He can hang twice as long as you can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love it.
0: All right. So let's finish up with our interesting question of the week. So if you had to endorse a brand, which brand would it be? I thought it's timely. You know, everyone's dropping Kanye like he's like, you know, hot shit. And we're trying to try, just trying to unload on (laughs) Kanye and get rid of him. (laughs) He does Balenciaga. Everyone's done with Kanye. So if you could represent any brand what brand would it be? Give it to us.
2: It's gone. Is is Yeezy an acceptable answer? I think he's canceled,
0: bro. You don't want to get canceled. Can't, can't associate with that. <laughs> That's
1: a tough one. It's a good question. Finally, Zane.
0: Finally? I've been bringing them. Come on.
1: <laughs> Did you have an answer, Zane? You had some time to think about this. I mean, I got
0: an answer prepped. Of course I do. I, uh, of course would love... To be sponsored by lulu, lulu. oh i could come oh on I, I, okay i don't own a ton of lulu but do i have tanks half zips socks sweats um tights shorts i have everything <laughs> Ooh, i have everything and more and i love it and it just makes me feel special um, even though Walmart level tights probably do the same thing, <laughs> I want Lulu to sponsor me. And of course, after hearing that, they won't, but the dream is alive. The dream is alive.
1: Some, I'm, I'm torn because okay, there's like a the level of sponsor, sponsorship, which like for you is something you really love and you like use a lot. Mm. But then I'm thinking like on the other side of things, like how could I milk this for as much as possible and get like all the things I want. So my mind was like Ooh. luxury cars, probably Ferrari, you know, like that just opens you up. You get some apparel, you get the nice cars, you get the sports cars, you get to go to like all these bougie events. So you get the hat like yeah, Joey and friends. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: I pretend to
1: have a, a nice car. So I'm thinking that, but like my, my first answer of like the brand that I love that also loves everyone. I. I'd go Costco.
0: Oh, man. Hit me
1: up with the Costco sponsorship, bro. Mm. I'm about it. Brand loyalty there. Oof. That rotisserie chicken and hot dog. Or yeah, 50 hot dogs. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, the, yeah. The, the inflation resistant. A guy after my
1: own heart. Come on. So those are my two answers. Mon, have you got a brand? Uh,
2: I thought of this question as like if I could get a significant credit from a brand, uh, I'd probably want it to be Nike. Ah. Okay. Um, I don't shop a whole lot, but I would love to drop a decent amount of money at Nike. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I also like before I started even buying sneakers, I was very fascinated by the culture on sneakers. <laughs> like if you think about it compared to like other apparel, yeah. hoodies don't have the same kind of culture that sneakers do. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's companies like Goat that are literally multi-billion dollars just out of sneakers. Yeah. A lot of the credit for where sneakers are today has to be given to Nike. And to like build that culture and to build that exclusivity and like deep desire. Yeah, I think it's very cool. I think they have some space, right?
1: Kyrie's dropping, I hear. So maybe you can just slot right in.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Drop Kyrie, pick up Mandani, Here we go.
2: Yeah, I'll take over the Kyrie. Eights. Yeah. I don't know if Mandani's gonna oh, man. uh, brand as well as Kyrie did though. It <laughs> roll off the tongue the same way.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, with that. Thank you, Mana, for joining us. This was a fun conversation. Talked a ton. Enjoyed it. And uh, we will see everyone next time. See everyone soon.